0: Hey everyone, it's Rob and welcome back to Starfield Pulse, the world's number one Starfield podcast. And I think I can say that with some confidence at this point. I've been looking at the metrics and hey, you've been showing up. So thanks to everyone out there who's listening or watching, whether that's on YouTube or Apple or Spotify. Or as it turns out, people are coming back to Twitch and watching it, which is really weird for a long-form content after the fact really i mean you don't see that a whole lot right you know twitch is normally for life but people are watching the podcast on twitch so hey if you're one of them thanks and in fact we actually hit 50 followers today so we're well on the road to getting affiliate status which again that's pretty amazing we've been at this for less than you know for right at six weeks so thanks for everybody that's helped support the you know, the show, the, who's helped support the podcast along the way. Uh, Your support is not lost on me. I appreciate it. Uh, Your time is valuable. And the fact that you choose to spend it with me, I greatly appreciate it. Just a reminder, we record live every Monday on Twitch at 8 PM central. And I see more and more people keep following the Twitch channel. And I got just touched upon that. So I want to say thank you. Thank you very much. Don't worry if you can't make the live recording, because you can always watch or listen to the show the following Tuesday on YouTube. Um, My YouTube channel is youtube.com slash robunwraps, or you can listen to it on Spotify or Apple Podcasts at Starfield Pulse. It's happened. We are less than a month away from the release of Starfield. Can you believe it? It's it's come quick, right? And not just for the early access folks, either. Everyone that has either purchased the game or is a Game Pass subscriber will have access to Starfield in less than 30 days. I had to fix that. That was driving me bonkers. Okay. <laughs> that looks much better. All right. Sorry about that. So everyone that has either purchased the game or is a Game Pass subscriber will have access in 30 days. I don't know about you, but I'm really looking forward to it, and I'm hoping that I get it just a touch earlier so I can get some content created and have it ready for you when the embargo drops and when the game goes, and I'll have some guides. No promises. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm working my magic, my space magic, if you will, but uh, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Speaking of Game Pass, I've seen some advertisements, advertisements, whatever strikes your fancy, right, lately that you do not even have to own a PC or a console to play starfield that's right x cloud and samsung tvs now this isn't new right so the last i want to say maybe it was this year if not it was last year samsung started having their new lines of televisions come preloaded with the game pass cloud application on it so now they're starting to advertise hey you don't need the console, you can buy a Samsung TV and play Starfield. So other manufacturers, other brand partners out there are doing the advertising, so Microsoft doesn't even have to do it for themselves. I happen to have a uh, Odyssey G8 Ultra Wide here that you know I've got my run of show on, and this too, while not a TV per se, does have the Microsoft Xbox, our game pass app built onto it so i can access the cloud and i plan on making some videos on that later on uh on this monitor without actually having my xbox hooked up to it which spoiler alert i have an xbox hooked up to it anyway so (laughs) but um so xcloud and samsung tvs but not just tvs you know it's these monitors as well has a game pass app built in so Microsoft's really starting to flex that Xbox is not just a console Xbox to them is a platform not just a console it is a platform and they really don't want you they really want you to be able to play anywhere hey Ghost Rider, thanks for uh, making a comment I see you the first time in the chat thanks for coming and hanging out I really appreciate it So we talked about this a bit before in previous episodes, but Microsoft is leaning into the cloud. And I strongly suspect we're going to find some bite-sized content in Starfield that is, I wouldn't say it's designed explicitly for people that are playing through the cloud. But I want to say that they definitely had them in mind when they started to make these little bitty you know, there's going to be something there that is going to have a satisfying loop for people to play in a short period of time, and that would lean into being able to play Oh, being away from your main gaming station, whether that's an Xbox Series X, an Xbox Series S, Xbox One, because don't forget about Xbox One where they do have um, access to Game Pass via the cloud. That's how they were able to play Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, So look for them to continue to lean in and make this game be able to be played everywhere. Um, and it also follows along with what the ESRB rating had where it kind of looked like there was some cloud-based stuff there so for those that are watching um, I'm going to give you a sneak peek at a controller I just received from a company called Megamods uh, look for full video later this week but I designed it and they built it and in fact they reached out to me on Thursday they're like hey uh, would you be interested in a controller from us uh, one of these custom controllers we have one of the new features we have is led lights on the face plates and on the sticks and i was like yeah this really looks like something that would fit my other channel so send one out and i already have it so give me one second i don't have any of the batteries in there yet so i can't really light it up but i just wanted to give you guys a Look at that front panel there. For those of you that are listening, it is a nice wood pattern that is more of a black and gray color scheme. So it's ashen. It has some baby blue bumpers and some light mint green triggers and the back. But one of the things that really set this off is the fact that we have the LED thumbsticks, the LED D-pad, share button, ABXY, and I also have trigger mods on here, which take it from the full throw to just the, the click, the short throw. So it helps for those of you that are really into first person shooters. They do make these controllers with paddles on the back, too. So if you're like, hey, you know, I'm really into modded custom controllers, but I prefer mine to have back paddles, they do have that as well. Unfortunately, I could not get that because I have the LED lights on the front and they can't have both. It's like one or the other. But I'll leave a link to their website in the description. So that way, if you want to take a look at everything they have, uh, they have actually more choice than what Xbox Design Lab has. And I think Xbox Design Lab has a ton of stuff. So they're worth giving a look. So it's that time of the show again. Let's dive into the crazy and not so crazy headlines of the week. I will say that this last week has been a bit tamer than previous weeks. There haven't been a whole lot of really no does or oh poop, you know, just stupid headlines. Um, there's, But, you know, <laughs> let's take a look. Uh, there are some that we can depend on. Uh, those clickbait sites that are going to have shenanigans for us to read. Um First one, <laughs> so I lied. Starfield first major mod is already being planned. No shit, right? The modding community for Bethesda Game Studios is out there working on a mod for Starfield. Say it isn't so. I think we all probably could have guessed that, but I'm glad that somebody felt the need to write an article about that. Uh, Starfield Steam Link confirms full achievement list, and we'll be busy for a while. So that is a very misleading headline. What happened is that the quote-unquote leak, it was metadata for the achievements, and basically we know that there's 50. We don't know what they are. We just know that there's 50 of them. So anyways, it is confirmed there's 50 achievements. We don't know what any of those achievements are just yet. Um, Next headline, and this is a there's a bunch of variations of this headline across different websites, right? And what it leans into is Starfield positive review leaves fans optimistic. So, this is like I said, this is a very misleading headline. Um, No one has reviewed the game yet. From my what I can tell is that they're leaning onto the one hour hands-on session that Ryan McCaffrey from IGN got to have. And he walked away from that pretty impressed with what he played, which is fantastic. But that's not a review, right? He didn't review the game. And yeah, I, I, I want to say that all of these sites are trying to make it sound like there was a reviewer. They played the game. They reviewed it. But that's just that's just not what happened. Um, regardless, so those were about the extent of the just – ridiculous AI, click farm, baby headlines for the week. Uh, but in the good news, we've got a uh, Starfield will support one of Xbox's low-key best features. This was from Kotaku. Um, and this isn't really news. We talked about this last week. But again, you know, their audience may have not heard this at that point. They're talking about cross-save play anywhere. So when they say low-key best features, and it is, it's great. If you purchase this on your Xbox, you can play it on your console, or you can play it on your PC, or you can play it in the cloud. And that is is—it's awesome, right? It's great. Actually, I rescind that play it in the cloud. You might actually have to have Game Pass to be able to play it in the cloud. But if it's a Play Anywhere title, I know you can play it on your PC through the Xbox app, not Steam, just the Xbox app, and you can play it on your console. And your saves will transfer between the two. Starfield dev hints the RPG's extensive side content comes with a catch. Okay, so this headline actually refers to the interview that we read on the show last week, right? So Jamie Mallory, in that interview, she mentioned that she doesn't keep her sandwiches on the ship. She keeps them back at home and she keeps them safe. Well, so now everybody's like, Why would you have to keep them safe? Well, if you're out exploring and you happen to run into pirates or you yourself are being a pirate and you get your ship destroyed or pirates just destroy your ship or any number of bad things happen to your ship, there is the potential. And this would lean into that, that if your ship is destroyed, you will lose your stuff on your ship and it won't be like, oh, it'll just end up in my supply back on base. No, it's gone. So I'm thinking when you're like freightering things to and fro that there will be a real risk reward there. And that if you have things on your ship and your ship's destroyed, it's gone. And so people tend to think that that was her maybe unintentionally confirming that because they haven't come out and said that. I think that the things that they've mentioned in the direct already kind of lean into that. So, yeah. So we think that that comes that uh, interview kind of confirms what some of us have probably already suspected. All right. Starfield characters and crew companion list. This is up at Rock Paper Shotgun. And one of the things I talked about last week, too, was stubs. Right. So watch out for stubs. We're going to start seeing stubs all over the place with everything you need to know about this, everything you need to know about that. And then you get there on their website. And like I said, these could be totally what you would consider to be legitimate websites that you would go to every day and not just like the click farm ones uh, and have like it just be everything you need to know about, um, you know, settlements. And then it's like this page will be updated when we learn things about settlements. It's like, well, the this one actually is pretty it's pretty decent. I don't I don't think it really overpromises and underdelivers. If you read the subhead it says learn the details of every single starfield character you can invite on your crew including their backstories. And when you go there, it does have a pretty extensive list of NPCs that we know of and characters and it does have like a blurb about a little bit of their backstory, most of which just a paragraph. So it's something and it's not just learn more as we learn more, there's something there. So this is a little bit better than most, but again, be careful stubs are appearing and they're going to get more and more pervasive the closer we get to launch because the interest is going up and people are clicking on these things, right? Uh, so yeah, those are the headlines of the week. But we also have something that I wanted to share that is over on Reddit. And this is a Starfield inspired one page tabletop RPG that's hosted over on, well, it's not just on Reddit, but it was linked to on Reddit. So it's called Planet Field, a, TT, a TTRPG about space exploration for one plus players. And this was recreated by Aerospin and you can find it at aerospin.itch.io or archmage aerospin and aerospin is a r i s p e n.etsy.com and so you're a member of a space exploration group called the zodiac your quest is to find four fragments of an alien artifact called an eldritch apparatus but also have fun exploring space so in this rpg you will enter in a star system and you'll roll 2d10 and that'll determine the name of it uh you have five planets you will roll to see what the types are you can have an ocean jungle ice desert magma there are structures and you'll roll 2d10 to figure out the structures and then those structures will consist of 1d10 rooms, And in the rooms you'll encounter 1d10 challenges. There's four challenges. There's void, challenge, creature, and item. And there's a map to mark the rooms. To succeed at a challenge and get a random item, roll 5 or more. On 1 to 4, you fail, but an interesting complication happens in addition to a loss of one hit point. Roll 5 or more on a d10 to hit an alien with your blaster gun. It deals one damage. The same applies to aliens and their attacks. You have... 10 hit points. You heal your wounds every time you fly your ship to the next planet. So again, this is a one-page tabletop RPG. It's not too extensive, but it just shows, you know, some of the cool things that people in the community are out there making because they're inspired by Starfield. And I just thought this was worth sharing. Again, I'll put a link to this in the show notes. So if you are listening along on Apple or Spotify or watching on YouTube, just go ahead and make sure that you click in the notes and you will be able to find a link to that. I'll also put a link, I think, to the Rock Paper Shotgun article, which is up on the screen right now, where you can see the list of the characters. We got Barrett, Sam Coe, Sarah Morgan, Vasco, Marika Boros, Heller, and an adoring fan as a companion. I'm not really sure that the adoring fan will constitute a companion right now. Um, if so, maybe you can com- commit companion side. Um, sure we'll find out about that. And then they have Mateo, Noel, Vlad, Walter, Brogan, John Tula, Kibwe Akande, Marique Sunderland, Pascal, Logan, Grandma, Mom, and Dad. So Grandma is Shirley. I don't ever think that she's going to be a companion. Now let's go down here and see for Grandma if they actually make mention uh, notice briefly in the Starfield Direct Showcase, Grandma appears to be a Levelton ship pilot who you come across somewhere out in the galaxy of Starfield. When you approach, she hails you with the message, Hello, stranger. I just finished cooking up some food. If you want to come on over, just pop on by. Wholesome or sinister? We'll find out. And in case you're wondering, no, Skyrim Grandma is not in Starfield. This Grandma NPC may be a nod to her, but that's as far as the connection goes. So they're saying that that is not Shirley Curry. Hmm. I would have assumed it was her. I guess we all learned something new. Thanks, RPS, for not having a clickbait article and actually going through and telling us what something really was. We learned from that, and I appreciate you. All right. What did we have next? Yeah, so Bethesda has been pretty tight-lipped on their social media, right? So I can understand not having too much out there. You don't want to create the hype fire too much, but I'm surprised they aren't even having to post a day on their social media. It's just kind of strange at this point. My best guess is they're just not trying to, like I said, add fuel to the fire, and they want to let the content creators do that for them. But if you go over and take a look at their ex, you know, formerly known as Twitter, which don't get me started on this thing um this month right this month which is only a week at this point seven days but they've only had three posts and one was a reply to their own post they have on august 2nd those who venture beyond the walls of akila city do so at their own peril there you'll encounter the deadly And they put up a poll on it and they said, what would you do if you came across them? Would you run away or would you stay and fight? And based on almost 6,000 votes, 72% of the people said that they would stay and fight because this is a game. And that's what a lot of people do. (laughs) Kill the local fauna. Um, And then on the 6th, which was yesterday, one month until we jump into our next adventure And, oh, I lied. They had four posts because they replied to this one, too. It said, Reminder, Starfield Premium and Constellation Edition owners get up to five days early access. So, that's it. Over the course of the last week, uh, they've only had two real posts of substance. Before that, and this wasn't even them. It was Bethesda Game Studios. They retweeted uh, Jamie Mallory's interview. Before that, on July 28th, they uh, said, get a snapshot of life in Starfield with all three episodes of The Settled Systems and a Starfield animated anthology, which we talked about that last week and how that plays into what I think happened to the Mecca. Um, and they've added several new wallpapers from the series available to download here. So if you do go to the Bethesda's website, they do have new wallpapers based upon those animated shorts for everybody to go ahead and download and install if you so choose for those who are wondering i do still in fact have the legend of zelda tears of the kingdom as my wallpaper so sorry i'm not sorry that game is amazing and it will take (laughs) a lot to uh to throw in that game as best of the year but starfield is hopefully up to the challenge All right. So let's have a little tinfoil hat moment here, right? I can't find my tin. F- I can't find my tinfoil hat from last week. Cause I think that they, uh, I got too close to the truth and someone came to my home and stole it. So I had to make a new one. So this is my new tinfoil hat. I want to talk about what happened to earth, what's going on with earth, right? So First off, the big giant arch that we see at the beginning of the videos. I do not think that is Earth. Uh, That is, I don't believe that's St. Louis. So I'm just not buying it. However, I do think Earth is dead. I think there has been some kind of environmental catastrophe that has made life on Earth inhospitable. So there could be still like, you know, Fully enclosed environmental shelters where people live, similar to like right now, right? If we wanted to put people on the moon, we'd have to build like a base on the moon that was completely enclosed. I think something similar to that will happen to where if they want to have people on earth, there's basically no not an atmosphere that could sustain life. So that's what we're dealing with um, and that's why everybody's gone away from that. So that, that's kind of my tinfoil hat moment, by the way. It's like, so I don't think the arch is earth. I think it's a red herring. I think everybody sees that and thinks, oh, it's this giant landmark that makes me believe that this is earth. But when really that's something else, so, you know, they're kind of hiding it in plain sight. Uh, what that is, I think I'll get into more detail next week when I'll talk about what I think the overall narrative of the game's going on. But I just wanted to put my stick, my flag in the sand, so to speak, and say, A month before the game comes out, I'm pretty certain that that is not Earth. That is not the Arch. But that's going to end up being some, it is related to the alien artifacts. And we'll talk more about that next week. So one thing I did want to dive into this week, though, is what we are playing. So a lot of people are kind of paralyzed by the fact that They don't know what to do up until the release of Starfield. Well, I'm here to help you with that. And let me tell you that there are two, two amazing games right now that have just the epitome of exploration and reward, you know, being paid off for going that extra mile, looking around that other corner. Trying to find secrets where you don't think there are any. And that is Remnant 2 and Baldur's Gate 3. So both sequels, one, quite a bit longer between its previous entry uh, than the other. But I loved Remnant from the Ashes when it first came out. I think it was in 2018. The game was phenomenal. Phenomenal. I haven't always liked everything that come from gunfire games. I'm pretty sure they did dark siders three and I was not a big fan of that one, even though uh, I enjoyed some of the previous games in the series, but remnant two expands upon everything that from the ashes did and just refines it and makes it that much better from finding hidden classes to, you know, just, getting different items to fall from bosses and building yourself different weapons uh, the armor collection which is a little bit different than you know in previous the previous game they're not really sets kind of like they were uh, so that's changed and I'm not sure whether I'm a big fan of that change or not but I have completed the game I have defeated the final boss it was not easy. i found it to be very difficult um yeah which i was able to do the majority of the game um solo but i did find a group that i was that i co-opted the final boss down with but that game is rough you know the comparisons to Elden rings and dark souls. I mean, they're there with guns. Uh, but yeah, the game really pays off. It builds the lore through items that you find and it's just excellent. It looks great. It's runs really smooth. I've had minimum, uh, complaints with the control inputs. Uh, I don't like some of the places where you kind of get stuck in animation lock. Like if you're trying to interact with the door, you can, try and open a door too soon and then not realize that there's some enemies in the room and you're just going to get mowed down like because you're, you're literally locked in that animation for a few seconds and meanwhile they're just firing on you so you can go from full health to dead in the blink of an eye but the the mob designs are really great the level designs are fantastic the hidden quests uh just love it Uh, And kudos to the developers to bury something so deep that they knew that only data miners were probably going to be able to crack them and figure it out and drive that engagement another way from their community for the game outside of the game. That's really novel. And uh, I think we're probably going to see more of that um, because of how well this played off. They managed to ship a million units in the first week. So I think by anybody's measure of success, especially for a studio of their their size, that is a tremendous win for them. So congratulations to the Gunfire Games team. Um, Not necessarily so much for the publisher because, yeah, well, anyways, (laughs) congratulations to the the Gunfire Games Games team. You are deserving of all the success uh, that you're having right now. Uh, the other game I mentioned is Baldur's Gate 3, which for those of you that are you know, my age, you probably have fond memories of the very first two and kind of the trend of RPGs that we had there for a little while. We had Baldur's Gate, Shadows of Om, Baldur's Gate 2. We had Icewind Dale, Icewind Dale 2. These were all these isometric top-down CRPGs. And then we had what could be considered like one of the best of the bunch in Planescape Torment, which was absolutely fantastic. I don't, you know, I don't think the games uh, particularly aged well the playability, but there have been remakes of them which do allow them a little bit more uh, you know, they're a little more approachable. You can get back into them. So if you want to check those first two out, they're there. There has been some uh, squawk that they're potentially going to be on Game Pass. Uh, There's been, you know, I guess it was a a German site that kind of tracks the games. They're going to end up on Game Pass and they saw something when they were data mining it. So potential that they could see Game Pass or it could just be nothing. But anyways, Baldur's Gate 3 is epic, to say the least. Uh, It is a gigantic game the talented has 170 hours of cinematics uh not most of their cinematics are in-game I so I don't really know how I feel about that like I don't know that that's something that's really a like a bragging point because some were very short too they just seem they're like interstitial between scenes um that you're playing out in combat So I don't know. I'm not trying to like downplay that, but it also seems more like it's a marketing point than an actual gameplay point. Other than the fact that the story is very branching, you can play this in so many different ways. You have options to be the good guy, to be the bad guy, and really however you want to play it, you can get it done. And so it takes a team of developers to develop, to take into account all those different branching paths. And that is like amazing. Like the fact that they were able to do it it's it's a herculean effort if you will so good on them some of the systems are very dense and they're not well explained so if you got any questions or anything about Baldur's Gate 3 hop on over to my youtube channel Rob Unwraps and I've got a couple of videos on there like 10 early game things you need to know like a tips and tricks video and then i have another one that's all about the alchemy system because again these are some there's some things in there that are very powerful they're just not explained very well so it's up to you to like try and figure it out on your own and why do it when i've already done it for you right so just go and give them a watch and hopefully it helps you out and uh get you back on your game and again those potions they can help you They can hurt your enemies. They can really swing the tide of battle. Uh, And there's other things they can do too, like be able to talk to animals, go into gaseous forms and go through caves and tunnels that you can't fit through normally. There are a lot of things the items in this game can help you with, and it doesn't really explicitly tell you that you have to dig down into them. And I mean, for those of you that are watching this, you see these giant bookshelves behind me and like this entire column that entire side is filled with dungeons and dragons books from 1e all the way up to 50 and some of them have um my name's in the credits so maybe i know what i'm talking about (laughs) (laughs) but anyway uh so head on over there let me know what you're looking to see and uh i'll see if i can get it done for you so those are what i'm playing i'm playing remnant two every morning uh hopping on my bike riding it uh downstairs get my cardio in and playing remnant two i'm doing that and then in the uh, evenings uh i fire at baldur's gate three and really just start dissecting different things in there the story's pretty cool Uh, i have not made it to baldur's gate yet spoiler i'm still pretty early on i have completed like the main for the starting zone you end up in. But now I'm really going around and exploring the rest of the map and picking up all like the side quests um, that you can find. Like right now, potential spoiler, so I'll give you a little bit of a warning. Uh, I've headed down to the south and I'm trying to find a hag. And I'm trying to find this young woman that was kidnapped by this hag um, for these guys. And actually, they didn't ask me to do it. I'm just going to go and help. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, you can build your characters the way you want uh, mix and match. There's like 20 different classes, a bunch of different subclasses. Be careful. Um, so it, the, the game will default pick subclasses for you and you can change that. You just have to notice that it already made that choice for you and go and correct it or change it. So, um, yeah. And then you can subclass. So, like if you have, if you want to take Ariston and make him a rogue bard, you absolutely can do that. And then you can have him dance around and sing and play a lute and uh, viciously mock people and call them terrible names. So, that's wonderful. And in one last bit of news uh, that I wanted to talk about before we wrap up for the week, Amazon potentially may have leaked when pre-install will be ready for starfield and they're saying it's like august 9th and that was a detail in one of their listings so whether or not that's true or not uh i don't know the 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 date being on the amazon listing is true i can't confirm that so but whether or not we're actually going to be able to download the client or should download the game at that point i don't know uh i think that it would probably be a little bit silly to put it out there that ahead of time because you're going to give data miners a lot of time to try and break into your files i would think maybe like two weeks is more appropriate but i don't know it could potentially have something to do too when they're going to have uh the game going out for review on the consoles so it um makes it possible for the download i don't know but th- that might have something to do with the back end but Again, I'm not 100% sure on that, so we'll see. Um, Maybe we'll find out more information in a week. Uh, Also, QuakeCon is coming up, so that's a big show that Bethesda's putting on that's happening in a few days. They just sent out a press release about that. They're not really supposed to have any news about Starfield. However, I think once QuakeCon is over, we might start to see the uh, hype cycle build up from Bethesda as a whole back on Starfield. So start start watching for that. Once QuakeCon's over, start looking for a lot of new news or a lot of media beats to start coming out about Starfield as we ramp up to the release in less than 30 days now. Uh, I'm Rob, thanks for watching. Remember, uh, you can watch Starfield Pulse on YouTube, or you can listen to it anywhere you get your podcast, as long as you get your podcasts on Apple or Spotify. And I should probably you know, get other ones, because I'm really surprised at the amount of people that are listening to the show, and I thank you very much. Remember that you can also get a hold of me at starfieldpulse at gmail.com. So if you want to email me, if you got any questions, comments, concerns, complaints, send them that way. I'll read them all because that's where I also get my Google alerts about these crazy, silly articles that I uh, (laughs) recap at the beginning of the show. And if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to like and subscribe because it really goes a long way for other people discovering the show as well. Thanks. And I'll see you next time.